come along to a networking event with a difference. The event is aptly named How to Network a Diverse Perspective. Deaf, blind, anxious, speech impaired or a wheelchair user, navigating a networking environment can be extra tricky with a disability or mental health condition. Hear from incredible people who face barriers when networking and how they successfully strategize around them. Build your own techniques and have fun. Learn to work a room. This unique event will be held at the WeWork space at the fully accessible King's Place London on Thursday 9th of May at 6.30pm. Everyone is welcome. Networking is an art. It's time to get creative. Find out more in the link attached to the bottom of this episode by searching how to network a diverse perspective or emailing inclusion at sarahburrell.co.uk. Hello everyone and welcome again to another episode of Part of Me. This is episode 17 and there are so many episodes to listen to. So hop over to celebratingdisability.co.uk so we're just going to get on with this month's podcast. So today I'm joined by another interviewee. So I'm just going to let him introduce himself now. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so hello, interviewee. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you very much for joining us today. Can you tell us who you are and what you do? Well, okay, this might be a bit long one because I do several right. things. And, cool. uh, my name is Daniel Gordon Jeffy. I was born in August 1979 in Oxford. Mm-hmm. And um, the story about we moved to um, Camberley where we live because um, there's a special school so I attended a special school so my parents kind of made the kind of decision to move us and we moved here you know from South specifically so I could go to school and I think that shows a lot of dedication on their part Absolutely. that they've done that um, what do I do well my main kind of job is um, autism trainer for Autism Hampshire um, so I'm a, a, a supply sort of thing so I go in whenever they need me and I do it's a brilliant job because all I really do is kind of sit in a chair and talk all day which <laughs> is apparently well suited to, to my sort of ability so I do that and I'm a freelancer so whenever anybody ask me to go and do things like autism speaking or training or anything like that I'm there but I just love it I will go anywhere to do this sort of thing and then because my job isn't sort of full time it's kind of like like the wind mm. like a leaf in the wind I kind of um, partake in some other activities as well um, I volunteer at the uh, Western Centre in Aldershot where I'm a kind of marketing volunteer somebody who sort of um, you know t- puts up all the posters and makes all the marketing within the building is looked after and all of that sort of thing and they're terrific wonderful people and you know there's some questions further along where I will address that sort of thing and um, just recently I'm one of those people unless I've got a project I'm absolutely I'm absolutely completely bored unless I have some kind of project or something to do so recently I've just got involved last week actually in a thing called Canfest okay. which is um, a weekend festival in Camberley um, taking place between the 28th and the 30th of June and it's arts crafts culture and all that sort of thing and my role within that because I kind of went to a meeting with a lady thinking to get a gig but I'm also a poet as well so I kind of write and read poetry at events as well do a bit of that wow and photography yeah so um my role within this kind of canfest thing which is um 
again marketing you know because I think you've got to get out the marketing so I kind of talk to this lady and I kind of what I like about this lady and the West End Centre they've got something in common you can edit this for the relevant bit which is um, it's kind of like a worker ant kind of thing so they're at the centre but actually they just they trust the people enough Okay. It's kind of like each person. So with Canfest, each person has a different, there's seven or eight different people, but they don't do the same thing. Each person has a different. Okay, brilliant. Has a, has a kind of different role within the, yeah. within the thing. Like uh, mine's marketing. Somebody else would do like social media. Okay, cool. So all, all of the all of the um, all of the people that are involved in the Canfest. They also take on the kind of the event planning and the running of the event yeah, as well. Exactly, absolutely. Brilliant. Oh, that's the, such same, a good idea. the same at the West as well, you know, it's yeah. that sort of thing, which is um, each person, it's run by a lovely bloke called Barney, and I'm going to send him the link to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the same, but he kind of, each person has their own job, and he trusts them to get on with their job. Excellent. I have been involved with people who aren't like that. Yeah. So that's one of the kind of range I do, and also I've just bought, um, I brought a camera, funnily enough, off Natalie. Okay. Quite recently, for about 45 quid, and I've just started that, so I've got lots of things, so when I'm not doing my main job, you know, I have all of these outshoots, but I always like to kind of keep busy, really. Yeah. Brilliant. That sounds great. Wow, that's so much stuff. Yeah. You might, must be so busy. So is that like a seven days a week job, really? Well, well all of the things. Well, yes, because I mean, I have make sure I have structures because I'm at work. Sometimes it's like, like I had a run at the beginning of the year where I'm working for like a couple of weeks and the run, I thought I fit the jackpot here. Mm. And then it slowed down and, you know, I meant to have a day at the beginning of this month and at the end of the month. But, yeah. you know, it's whether the people kind of come onto the course because um, yeah. a lot of the stuff I do is kind of internal training. Yeah. So, you know, it might not, it might be that, you know, loads of people will sign up for a course and that's great. And then sometimes it's only one or two people will kind of sign up. So it's not really worth me. But I work in Southampton. Okay. My job is, my job involves me going to Swanwick, which is kind of just past Southampton. So that's, I'm getting up at five, getting on the bus at about just after six, the train at seven, you're arriving at work just just before kind of about 8.50 sort of thing to be picked up to be taken. But unfortunately, I don't, work uh, close enough to the train station so somebody has to kind of give me a lift to the mm-hmm. to the really wow my gosh yeah I do know what you mean though by you know sometimes they're really busy and sometimes they're looking for the yeah. next thing so it's a very good idea to have several things to fall back on for in those times where you're not so busy yeah. training and then you pick up something yeah. else this is why Canfest was a saviour for me really because I mean I, I had things kind of planned which didn't work out I had lots of plans for this year without kind of going into it too much you know and it didn't work out and I was sort of like wanting that project and then this Canfest thing came along on a Friday and I was like because I, I, I concentrate on that mm-hmm. and I will be obsessive about it and the people in my life will go and, because I am like that if I'm on a project or a certain thing you know this is it and it's a time limited thing it, you know it's I've got I've set a countdown clock up on my computer which is what I do with these time limited things so I've got 15 weeks I know what I've got to do mm-hmm. I know what my objectives are I'm going to just kind of concentrate and do everything else but kind of have my focus yeah you know because it's interesting because I've never really done anything in Cambly or even Surrey wow I know it's crazy but I'm, I, even I live in Cambly and I've lived there for 31 years yeah Hampshire has been my main port of call yeah Hampshire and London are the two places where I've really sort of been active and done everything you know I can't really kind of point to anything I've done in Cambly so to get the opportunity to kind of bring people of Cambly into culture and into art 
in this way, you know, for me, there's you know, nothing better than to mm. kind of support your hometown. Absolutely brilliant, excellent. So tell me, um, can you tell me about three challenges that you face in the workplace due to your disability and explain a little bit about each of them? Well, I can take, on, take you back to my previous job. I mean, some of it applies to this job, but a lot of it kind of applies to the previous job, really. I think the main challenges in my previous job were sort because I worked in the shop before. Okay. And I kind it, and you can kind of edit this bit out I kind of kindled it to being in prison a little bit <laughs> really yeah no but I know I was thinking about this because of this kind of this question I thought well I think this one of the challenges is being with people being with people who I didn't particularly they didn't particularly understand me and I didn't understand them but you're forced to like being in the submarine mm. that's probably a better analysis than the prison thing you yeah. know you're in a place with these people who can't get on with you and you don't get on with them and you know that, that causes Fictions, if they don't understand you, it's quite a lot of that. I mean, while they were good to an extent, they say with my disability, there's a lot of kind of misunderstanding, but a lot of the people I'm working with were teenagers who didn't understand it, didn't really bother about it. Yeah. So there's a lot of trouble in that sort of area. Some of it, you know, I am guilty of, you know, bringing some of these problems on myself, but yeah, so number one, yeah. I think this misunderstanding from people about disability in general. Okay. Especially kind of um, the hidden disability. Yeah. I think that's like and a really kind of important point for this, you know, because um, sometimes if people can see a bit of it, they think about it a bit, but as me, I'm just the right idiot sometimes. Yeah. So people just can't understand why I do something and they just can't understand why I am doing certain yeah. So things. just to clarify for our audience, you're autistic, aren't you? Absolutely, yes, yeah. I have Asperger's yeah. syndrome, which yeah. is... Well, it's called lots of things now, but actually I go by Asperger's, mm-hmm. which is so I should have said that in the introduction. No, no, at all, not at all. Yeah, so yeah, so it's one of those sort of hidden things, which is uh, kind of constantly having to explain it. And, yeah. But I think, but nowadays, I mean, this is a lot better. It's picking up a little bit. Do you find yeah. it's picking up because of the media and things like Absolutely, that? Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of that. I think okay. another one of these, number two on this list, would be on um, sensory things. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, just shopping in supermarket is a nightmare. It's an absolute blimmin' horrible experience just to shop in it. But imagine being stuck there for nine hours a day yeah. or four hours on a Sunday and then try to you have again, the submarine thing. You're being forced to kind of be in an environment that is not suited to your mm. needs mm. and not really sort of in any way sort of conducive to your mental yeah. health and you know that's a, that's a ruinous sort of um that's a ruinous sort of a thing really yeah wow that's absolutely just told one i have a kind of story from one christmas where um there was christmas you know music just the sound of many people and bell ringers so and then and the lights and all of the christmas paraphernalia and stuff and it all kind of just blended my head mm. and I couldn't take it and I just had a meltdown I just had a meltdown right there I ran to, to the toilet you know because there was so much going on and then yeah. kind of went into the canteen and refused point blank to go back to work until at least one of these until the bell ring is said yeah you know nothing against bell ringers I like bell ringers for this for the record for this podcast but, but everything at the same when time when you have everything yeah. at the same time like that sensory so, overload so, so, you know there were a couple of these things I bet that's the kind of main one which was at Christmas when okay. everyone was stressed but okay. you know I did that for a long time a long long time and, you know even now even though it's been almost two years since I left you know you can still 
you still kind of whenever I walk into a shop I go my god I really kind of admire these people who work in shops especially the ones with disabilities because you know when you're there you're there for that amount of time yeah. you, you can't yeah. really kind of get out of it really so in the situation where you know the, that Christmas situation did somebody was there people there to support you well um well there was a lady who was going to come and talk and discuss this with me because I left some comments oh, it wasn't that that kind of got people wondering about it it's when I commented on Facebook right, about yeah. Christmas I'm not sure if it was the same year it's only after that point that they bothered to kind of maybe from a PR point of view yeah you know I, when wow. I was there nobody really cared that that had happened well they did a bit yeah. but they, as soon as I commented on this Facebook thing it was like they would have been crazy I'm like well I'm yeah. just saying just trying to tell you what is, what is affecting me and then a the lady was meant to come and speak to me and kind of, we were going to chat about this, but actually, she never showed she up. Never and showed. I was quite disgusted by the yeah. fact that this promise had been made that this lady with the HR lady was going to come and discuss it with me, and then never showed up and never bothered to. Wow. Never bothered to do that. that things like those kind yeah. of things. I mean, I did have some good times as I was there, but unfortunately, these sorts of things. Yeah, if we have any disability, it ruins it ruins everybody's experience, doesn't it? Because it gives you a bad experience of the workplace, and depending on how confident you are, it would make you less likely to go back into that same scenario. Absolutely. And also, that employer is missing out on the benefits that a disabled person could bring to the workplace. Absolutely. Um, because I'm sure you know all the benefits that disabled people and people with Asperger's bring into the workplace. Absolutely. But when we don't get the support we need, we can't be there anymore. Absolutely. So everybody loses out in the long run that's it I'm trying to think of a third one um, we can only think I of think, two, I, think, I think the third one which would be just be the monotony of the whole goddamn thing do the same thing week in week out mm-hmm. I was quite creative even then not as much as I know but you know, it's one of those things when you've got a kind of a certain way of thinking in your head and you're just kind of doing the same thing in week in week out week in for 52 weeks of the year It's just about kind of getting up. And trying again. And trying again, you know, and just throwing mud at the wall and seeing what sticks, you know, mm. that's for me. That's, I think, the main thing is that, you know, I just, I've kept going. I've learned from my mistakes, essentially, you know. I'm not the same person I was even a year, 18 yeah. months ago, because, you know, I've looked at the things I've done. I've done plenty of things wrong. I've looked at that. I've analysed it and said, well, how can I be a bit different? How can I maybe be a bit nicer to that person? Or, you know, manage that situation in a slightly better way than I... Yeah, absolutely. So, I I mean, I think that's a really good... um, That's really good advice in itself, isn't it? That actually you get back up and you just try again, but learn from the things that didn't work last time. Absolutely. And Brilliant. I think also, um, it's about finding the right fit for you, finding yeah. people who like you, appreciate you, you can go places and they won't appreciate and they won't like you. And again, I'll talk about the Westland Centre. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's a blimmin' fantastic, wonderful 
wonderful people who have given me kind of a lot of support over the yeah. last. I've been doing that about I don't know two and a half kind of three years, and I've been okay. nothing but gracious, and I've never had never had a problem never had any sorts of problem and again another place I volunteered which is Master Seeds Autism Trust yeah you know I've never had a problem the, the only thing was some external stuff but that's another story but the Westy you know they've been brilliant and I've always mm-hmm. I kind of tend to gravitate like I'm um, canvas as well you know I met the lady and I had an instant rapport but I could see what she was trying to do she was a bit frustrated because not everybody was kind of but talking to her for, for a couple of minutes I could see where she was going it's that yeah. sort of thing you know I've got to I've learned to kind of push out all the negativity. Unfortunately, I'm still involved with some of it, and I'm going to... That's a hard pitch for me because there are other people involved. But generally, I just kind of, I've learned from my mistakes. I've got off on the bike. I hang around with people who are adverse to my way of thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing, isn't it? You, you, you don't bother with the people that aren't willing to support you. Yeah, absolutely. And you, I think that's a really good advice again for everyone. We surround ourselves by people who have our best interests at heart, whether that's in a business capacity or a personal capacity, and we don't bother with people who are not interested in helping us out. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah. You're right. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So, if you could offer any advice to disabled employees, what would it be? Utilise the skills of your workers. Okay. Utilize, absolutely, because there are so many brilliant people out there with disabilities, hundreds of thousands of them, who aren't getting opportunities because the workplace is not set up for them. Mm-hmm. It's the same as the kind of school system, really. The, the workplace is a certain way, and if they frigid and rigid and we will be like this we will be like this you know if you get these people in and change it you could you could improve your business by now 50 percent yeah say sales or whatever whatever kind of walk of life that you bring these people into yeah it, this, again it's a sort of just letting them off just let them go off within parameters but letting them do the job rather than micromanaging because yeah. there's a thing with just micro i hate micromanaging and things like that you just kind of like like the westie and canfess it's sort of well here's your, your role do it. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. They're lovely there because, you know, it's sort of like that. I'll say I have an idea and they'll be like, yeah. My favourite expression is, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I love it when people say that and I'm like, but then I have the opportunity to go off, you know, and if employees need to do this. There's not enough. There's not, sadly, there's not enough for this sort of thing. But so, so just to clarify, we're talking about employers, yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah, that employ yeah. people, not employees oh, that right, work okay. there. So just to clarify for our listeners, that question was based around employers and not oh, right, employees. Yeah. But I completely agree with you. I think, you know, if if people just allowed people to work under their own steam, as yeah, long absolutely. as they're working to the end result that they want, it helps everyone. With kind of reasonable adjustments made mm-hmm. from other employees, maybe training. Yeah. Because I always want work, so I'm always involved in training. But, you know, kind of um, training other employees to um, accept that person's disability. But quite often, from what I know, people are put in the workplace without any training. Yeah. And I was always trying to get the workplace where I worked to do some kind of autism training or something around it. Because I'm like, all oh, these people, especially the crowd, they don't understand. And if they could be made to understand, if I could have a day, just give me one day or even half a day to make these people... Not in a violent or in a shocking, just me sat there trying to explain it. Maybe yeah. we would get along better. Maybe I would get, I've got along better with these people who 
That would be very. That's very true because sometimes some people just haven't come across disability, have they? Yeah, no, that's it. Um, And it's hard for people sometimes. And you know, maybe slightly controversial, but you know, it's understandable that if you haven't if you haven't experienced something before, it's hard to know how to deal in a situation, how to manage in a situation. So a little bit of training and a little bit of awareness and inclusion training, which are obviously two different things, really help people to to kind of understand how to interact with people and understand that actually you might have Asperger's but it doesn't mean that you can't do things you might just need things slightly differently but you know what those things are yeah but um, as well I think it's a bit different now because the younger people are growing up with these people with disabilities Mm -hmm. so they have known nothing else so in 5-10 years I can retire from all of this oh don't say that I love training because you know it's a sort of thing of now the youngsters they've known nothing more they've known nothing else so there's a kid with autism. So what? They've grown up with that kid yeah, with autism. Yeah. Whether they're coming into the, the expense of coming in and meeting that person, they're a bit older. They've grown up with that person. You know, television and the media, as much as it is sometimes crooked, you know, they played a massive role. A massive role in, role in this. You know, yeah. you've had things like um, the Curious Tale of the Dog in the Night Time. You know, Sherlock mm-hmm. and all these mm-hmm. kind of other and some documentaries and things like that about yeah. autism. And then, you know, I've got autism awareness kind of coming up in the, in the kind of middle of April, which I think is, I, well, I think is a tokenistic attempt. You know, it's something, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about um, developing that awareness, isn't it? And the more people develop the awareness, the more, the less there'll be needs for these tokenistic events, as you say. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so employees, so people that work within the organisation, what advice would you give to employees who either work within an organisation or maybe run their own business or something, disabled people themselves? I think just kind of keep niggling at your employer to kind of give you those things that you want if yeah. you want certain things changed or if you want to kind of run an awareness thing niggle at your employer they will mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing if you niggle at someone long enough okay it's a kind of like a tapeworm I call it the kind of tapeworm in someone's ear right <laughs> the more you go the longer the you go the more the tapeworm will kind of roll into the ear I think just keep going yeah be strong especially if you're kind of running your own sort of business be strong mm-hmm. you know you'll face a lot of challenges in the workplace as a person with disability and that's not just me saying that I've mm-hmm. witnessed this be strong you know neglect your employee you know try to find other people who are in a similar situation with you and have strength in numbers yeah and then say if you need something or if you want to make reasonable adjustments in your workplace gather these people in a sort of unionised union but not a union sort of yeah, thing like a kind a, of a collective yeah. group of people yeah you know the more people you have the more you like your voices yeah Yeah. no brilliant excellent excellent okay so we're going to change a little bit and talk about you as a consumer okay so when you're thinking about buying a product or a service or something so what would you say was your biggest challenge as a consumer buying a product or service well normally nowadays i sort of don't want to go into shops or things like that Mm -hmm. so i'm so i think my main thing is going into shops and things like that because of the sensory issues I wouldn't I normally buy most of my things online now okay I mean I go into shops but I just I just sales assistants and 
things like that. Normally, the only place I really go is Argos because I don't really need to speak to anyone in Argos. I don't do small talk or anything like that, so I will go into Argos. Yeah, because you can go to the um, catalogs and order yeah, one, one from the catalogs and then just grab it. So, is it the communication that you find the hardest thing? I think about? it is. I think it is the communication. I can yeah. communicate quite well, but I just don't want to. Yeah, I've just been worn out by various things in my life that have made me kind of. I didn't want to communicate with anymore. Yeah, yeah no, I'm very picky about who I communicate with now. But yeah. um, I would say my advice would kind of be if you can buy online. Okay. I know. Yeah, you know, I know that's a bit of a cop out, but you know, it's rather than worrying yourself and kind of getting anxiety and all that thing about going into the shop. If you can possibly get the product on Amazon, mm. do it. And you know, it's a lot cheaper mm. sometimes for the postage and packing. Yeah, than actually going time, into town. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's really good advice. I mean, obviously, you're talking about it from a sensory and a hidden yeah. disability point of view. But also, as a physically disabled person, I find shopping online a lot easier because the barriers for me are to do with um, entering well, that's the shop, point, yeah. moving around the shop, um, moving around people when there's lots of people in my way, reaching the counter and yeah. those kind of things. And because online shopping is so accessible... And I mean accessible in terms of disability, but I also mean easily accessible because it's just always there when you, you want it. In your pyjamas. Exactly. Know, in the middle of the night, you don't um, need to sort of go into a shop. Yeah, shopping online for me is an easy option, but I also know other people who would love to, who like to the feel of going into a shop, like feeling the clothes that they're buying and stuff. And these barriers for them are, as they are for us, very, very irritating mm-hmm. um, because it is a right for us to be able to go and do what we want to do and we just have to find other ways around it. I mean, there are some items which I will sort of see and I think, oh, I like that, but I wouldn't order it because I want to, again, you, you made the point about kind of, I want to kind of feel the texture yeah. or I want to look at like a camera or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I was quite lucky with the camera I got for my photography. I didn't have to go into a shop. I bought it from Natalie. Oh, brilliant. What happened was we were talking online and she was thinking about selling it. Actually, she wanted to sell another one. And I kind of got her to sell me this. And that's really powerful because then you've got um, user experience yeah. as well. So you can talk to somebody else and get a review from somebody who's yeah. used it and is doing the same thing as you. And so that you know that already you're buying a product that is going to work really well for you. Moving to kind of supermarkets, which is... Same sort of thing, but in a different mm-hmm. area. Really, you know, you're for that. You are. I am forced to go into shops. I am forced to go into kind of the local Tesco, which is quite a big shop. But I think the good thing about that is everything is in the. I know where everything is. Yeah. So I can. I can. I've got it down to about oh, 15 minutes. Wow, that's quite impressive. Well, well, you know what? Is even because most of the things I want are right at the other end of the yeah. store. So I can. I got it down. Kind of get on off the bus. Picking up a basket. I have these. Um, I have kind of noise cancelling headphones okay. sometimes. Yeah. Or a podcast or a earphones. I will yeah. listen to the arches or something while I'm in the shop. I yeah. will tunnel down. I will get what I want. Or if not what I want, which is kind of sometimes irritating, a kind of close equivalent. Yeah. To the product I want, and I will sort of um, self scan. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, I can cut out all of the sort yeah, of Yeah, so then you still don't have to engage and interact with yeah, the stuff. Yeah, that's it. So I've kind okay, of got really? it down to about 15 yeah. minutes now. Yeah, wow. So it sounds like you've found a, quite a few ways to, to compensate for the barriers that you face. Oh, that's it. I think, well, yeah. because I think the first kind of couple of times after, when I kind of lost my job, it turned out for the best, and I'll, I'll get onto that in a bit, you know, it's sort of like... um 
kind of a bit like fast packing, so I didn't even kind of want to go into a supermarket for a while. But I mean, it still triggers me now. But I'm not. I'm good at kind of forgetting about it and not worrying about it. Yeah. So I don't work there. And you know, for the first couple of times, I thought some a customer would call my name and all that sort of. It was just silly stuff. But when you've been doing something like that for as long as I did, and then you're not. Which yeah. it was a relief, but at the same time, it's kind of like going back into a pool after you've had an accident in the pool, sort of thing. Yeah. Or in the car after you've had an accident in the car, and you sort of. You're... But yeah, I've kind of got it down for about fifteen minutes. I don't think I could get it down any further than that without running, and I don't yeah. run yeah. that much yeah. for the bus today. But I just kind of take a gentle sort again because I know where everything is. It's perfect. Now those are the perfect places for me because I know where it is. Perfect. And I can I get it down to about fifteen minutes. Brilliant. Maybe a bit less on the quiet today. Well, it's about half an hour at Christmas, but then yeah. I tend not to. I tend to do like a pre-Christmas shop a couple of weeks before, so I don't have to rush around. Yeah, you know, shops at Christmas. So yeah, yeah nice to go shopping. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. Okay, so is there anything else you would like people to know? I just think kind of play to your strengths. We can do quite a long. I can do a kind of whole bit here, which is um. The job I have at the moment is the job I wanted for years. Mm-hmm. Even when I was doing the supermarket job, I was always striving to have this job and get this job, and I stuck at it. And I just sort of my persistence never wavered. There was a bit in the middle when I thought, "Will I get this job?" So I lost my supermarket job for lots of tenuous reasons, which I won't go into. And I sort of um, for a while, I kind of after that, I kind of. I was in fear about what kind of job I would get with I would get the job I wanted to get but I wanted it for so long I coveted this for so long so many years I sort of wanted to kind of get this any kind of job as an autism trainer any sort of position like that and then I met a bloke called Jamie at Autism Hampshire to okay. run a, to um, do um, like a support group run a group in um, Aldershot a serendipity group and then kind of slowly through that process of meeting him slowly over the months from about kind of June we kind of interacted and somehow it's like a needle in a haystack somehow this sort of position sort of came up and I applied but and I kind of thought well I thought of knew I could probably get the job I made sure when I got the application form and I had trouble filling in but I had to I'm not really kind of a disciplined sort of a person you should never let me work from home because it doesn't work <laughs> so I kind of got this form and I just kind of locked myself and there was a building I went to and I locked myself in this building until it was done mm-hmm. you know there were people who helped me but I realised you know even though I kind of thought I, yeah, I could possibly get this job I wanted to make sure I didn't want to yeah. you know having the opportunity and then the opportunity slipping out my hand yeah. that would have been you know having spent ages with a in the kind of job club scenario where you know quite lucky they were quite sport I think some people would be quite dismissive of yeah. oh do you want to do that well, would you, you know you could just get an easy job in a shop or that. and I could have gone down that route I could have just got a job for money and it's not about money it's never about money with me you know if I do something and it's and it's minimal so I was in this kind of job club and then kind of time went on and that didn't really help and then so that kind of petered out but at the same time this other track Jamie this guy from the group and then so I kind of the obviously came up I, I filled in the form I remember the day so well that I got the phone call it's the best phone call I've ever received in my life so I was um, walking home down the street to get the bus and suddenly I got this message from Autism Hampshire and I knew this was the call mm-hmm. I knew this was the call and this was going to be the moment where I had the job I didn't have the job so I ran back to this building that I'd been in in the morning 
and kind of phone this lady. Unfortunately, there was an event going on in the main room, so I had to kind of take it in the in the room. And I kind yeah. of pulled it back, and then she's. I'm waiting for oh god I'm not sure if they're going to say yes and then she said we'd like to offer you the position oh wow I've never been so dumbstruck if you yeah. ask the people that were there normally I'm quite talkative about things like this but I felt I don't know I felt a thing I'd never sort of had before but I reached for this yeah. thing which seemed impossible and seemed like I wouldn't ever get there and I'd somehow I'd, I'd done it you know off my back you know other people had helped me but essentially that's incredible off my own back so my yeah. kind of words of wisdom are sort of um, just keep at it okay going, you'll get there in the end you know it may not seem like you will but actually you will mm. and, and it's about connections because my whole life every I think about this because you know whenever I do things like this or I talk or anything kind of makes everything is kind of interconnected yeah. all of the all of the so I met this person for another person and I met I met Jamie at Autism Hampshire from a lady at Mustard Seeds I met Mustard Seeds from a lady at a wellbeing centre and it's that sort of thing so all my entire life even like um, the West End Centre was due to the fact that I was in plays at the West at the um, wellbeing centre and we would go off and do plays and that kind of piqued my interest and mm-hmm. I didn't do anything about it but it's that sort of so you know harness connections if you've got a connection they'll probably know somebody else that'll be useful to you yeah yeah. Is that sort of thing? That's but you've really just got to kind of keep going, you know, to all the people listening to this who are fed up, to all of the people listening to this who don't think they can do it. Let me tell you, all of you sat in your houses, your cars, on the bus, you know, wherever you're sitting and you're having doubts, keep going. You can do it. Yeah. I, I have faith in every one of you that if you persist, it may take a while. It may take you a while to do it, but if you keep going, you can you can kind of climb the mountain top. I think that's really, really good advice. Thank you so much, Daniel. So if anyone wants to see some of the information that you have, they can go to the link to your website, which I'm going to put at the end put of the this. Bottom, yes. Yeah, exactly. Put at the bottom of this here. And then they can go and see it. And I really recommend it. See some of Daniel's really lovely photography and his poetry and everything. Um, but thank you very much for today, Daniel. Thank you very much. Um, I think we should um, do an anecdote, because I think it will be about how we've actually managed to hook up this time. Shall we tell everybody what happened? Yeah, okay. Do like, you want to tell them? Right, so um, my memory from the first time I got sick, mm-hmm. so I, I keep in count everyone because it goes on for a bit. Right, <laughs> so the first time I got sick and I had a cold, so I had to cancel. And the second time, um, but I'll show you this to my phone now and you should get an idea of what sort of phone I have. So the they won't be able to see because this yeah, is no, a but podcast. You, you can see and you can kind of giggle at it okay so All right. um, I'm now showing my phone which so she sent oh, me messages tiny Nokia phone yeah so um, she would send me messages on she sent me messages on without because obviously I should have we should have exchanged numbers that was my yep, fault and um, mine but she kind of sent me kind of messages on Twitter and email but by then I was already in the library mm-hmm. so I went home <laughs> you know she was like so I went home and then you called me but I've timing I couldn't absolutely because my taxi was late Your wasn't it was so late, I so. was late so by the time I turned up Daniel had left and gone home so when I'm sending messages to you you won't get yeah, it yeah I won't get any messages because of your Nokia phone. My Nokia phone and then on the third you're showing me up Daniel I feel <laughs> okay. really embarrassed no, don't worry. I have to say listeners I don't this doesn't happen all the time no, and then the third time what happens 
Well, um, you, well, quite luckily, I put my. I wouldn't normally put my phone on until I'm a bit later, but I kind of. I knew it was you as soon as your number came up on the thing on the phone. They go, oh no, what she done now? But I thought it might. But I initially, but even before I went to check the email, I thought eleven o'clock as well. So you know. Okay. But um, so um, she called me and I kind of dashed here. I ran yeah. for the bus and I made sure to get here because it's you know so good. I'd just like to emphasise for your viewers what a lovely person you are. You're absolutely Thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you. you know, you're you know, even though we've had these misunderstandings we've worked yeah. around it and I yeah. think it's about working with people absolutely. and working out the problem. Yeah. So and eventually now we are here, a couple of weeks after we've started and I've had to say I've had a brilliant oh, uh, brilliant time a- doing this. Thank you very much for tuning in again, everybody. If you have any questions for me, please feel free to send me an email. And if you have any questions for Daniel, I will be more than happy to pass them along to him too. Okay, so until next month, have a great month. Bye.